Ladies and gentlemen, he's a big star. He never, ever forgot us, and he never forgot Liverpool because it was an important part of his career and his organisation and his family and his genius as a writer because he gave us Mrs Brown. I am speaking to Agnes herself, out of a frock, Brendan O'Carroll. Hello, Brendan. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm delighted to speak to you again. It's been a long time, Brendan. It's been a lot too long. How's Peru? I always remember the first time you came in the studio, I said, can you come along? And he said, I'd love to do the interview. And you brought 30 of the cast with me. I, I, I nearly dropped dead. <laughs> That's right. The whole family came. Everybody. I've never seen... We, well, we ran out of chairs. We gave up in the end. It was ridiculous. It was, a, it was a, actually, it was a very memorable interview because I don't know anybody who gained the respect of so many people so quickly. You had everybody, you welcomed us like we were family. And it was, yeah, it was super. That's why we love going back. Every time we go back to you, we love going back up that channel. Well, I, I said to everybody, and I said at the beginning, one thing I love about you've never, ever forgotten um, what your roots are in Liverpool. And here's something you've never, ever been aware of. You know you broke every box office. You know that you came back and back and people couldn't buy tickets. But what you don't know, you changed something forever at the Royal Court and you're not aware of this. And I'm now going to tell you. We were allowed years ago to take bottles in and drink, but they used to roll down and roll down and make a noise. And it was especially when you were on. So they said, no drinking when Mrs Brown's on. So you changed the policy of the theatre. Yeah, no drinking when Mrs Brown's on, except on stage. On stage, yes. <laughs> so what's it all about? Mrs Brown's Boys, the musical. Well, you know, I'll tell you what it was. We were, we were travelling to Australia and... Uh, last January 12 months, so January 2017, uh, 17, uh, 18, and uh, I, I looked at Jenny and I said to Jenny, we were going to her in Australia, and I said, you know what, I said, I, I really would like to have more of a challenge. So she said, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, I think I'll write Mrs. Brown the musical. And I told the family, and the family all went, that's it, we're finished, we're done, that's it, we're, we're, it's, it's going to be... <laughs> so, it's, yeah... So, with the full support of the family, <laughs> um, I, I got I got stuck in. Now, what, what has been a lovely bonus is that, as well as being um, Mrs. Brown the musical, it's the funniest Mrs. Brown yet, and I'm really, really pleased about that. Um, and, you know, Danny, who plays Buster, and my son Danny would be the most sceptical of the, of the family, and when I told him we were doing the musical, he kind of just shook his head and walked away from me. And the night we opened in Glasgow, on opening night of the musical, as I'm coming down the steps from the stage, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Dad, this is the best thing you've written yet. Wow. And uh, so, I mean, if it gets his approval, uh, it must be all right. Now, they're all relaxing into the show now, so I, I, I wonder what the reaction is going to be when they tell them at Christmas, we're going to do Mrs. Brown on Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, ever imagine Agnes would become so loved and the 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 whole crew would be so loved and the concept and the amazing way you've taken over television? I, I, I didn't, Peter. I, I'll be honest with you. The, 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 I'd love to be able to say how clever, I'm really clever and I had a plan. I, I didn't. You know, 
we just we just do what I, I write what I can write. I can only write what I can write. We do what we can do, and if the audience enjoy it, uh, they co- come and see the show. But other than that, I, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have anything um, that I would say, oh, my God, you know, we're going to make a family business out of this. We're going to go all the way. Nothing like You know, my mother used to have, my mother had a great saying, and that was, success sometimes is like disco music. Don't analyze it, just dance to it. Wow. And I've just, I've just been dancing. That's, mm. that's it, I've just been dancing. Ladies and gentlemen, 29th, 30th of November, 1st of December, at the MS uh, Bank Arena. This amazing man is coming with the musical. And what a great pre Christmas present because what a great way to start December off with some fun. Because I tell you now, if you're depressed or fed up or f- just had enough, you go and see anything that this man is involved with and Agnes and the family come to life and it just cheers you up. It really does. So what a great way, 29th, 30th and 1st of December to start at Christmas. I, I'm dead excited about this because I want to see... Well, I want to hear the voices, first of all. I want to know who's a good oh, singer going, and who isn't. You're going, to be, you're going to be blown away. Just blown away. Um, you know, as well as having people hopefully coming out with their... Sorry, aching with laughter. Uh, they'll be coming out tapping their feet. It, it's just a cracking, cracking show. I'm really, really pleased with the people. Do you get scared, Brendan, as as a writer? Uh, because you've written oh, so much. Oh, God. You've no idea how scared I get. We have... We've been reading for um, the two Christmas specials. And on the day of the reading, I'm the only one that has seen the script so far. And on the day of the reading, I could throw up that morning. Really? I, honestly, I can't sleep the night before. You're ready to throw. And it's just, it's terrifying. Because, you know, the, we're very lucky that we've had the success we've had. But the thing about success is you have to keep repeating it. Yeah. And you're, you're going into something and you go, this can't be just as good as the last. It has to be a bit better. Otherwise, you're not progressing. And, you know, you put all that kind of pressure on yourself. Now, having said that, when I'm not writing, when we're on tour and I'm not writing, I really do enjoy my time off. I don't think about the show. I don't think about anything. I, I enjoy my time off. But when you're preparing for a show and, you know, in the last... Um, 18 months I've had to write, you know, Christmas specials for two years in a row, uh, along with a musical, and, and we're doing a tour of the previous show. So it, it's been it's been busy, but at the same time, listen, I've got a mate of mine who, who lives in Finglas, and he, he has a cold truck, and he delivers 50 bags of cold a day, sometimes in the rain. And when he finishes work, nobody claps. So I know how lucky I am. Yeah. You say about uh, the Christmas shows, you've broken box office on television, the most ridiculous figures that you've got. You've, you've proved that old-fashioned entertainment has a ginormous audiences, and th- what annoys me is that television people haven't even discovered that for years. Well, you know, we were very lucky with the NTAs. We presented with an NTA by the, the lovely Ken Dodd. And when he gave me the award, we came off stage... And you were, were coming on stage. I said, I, I said, Mr. Dodd, I said, I am so thrilled to get the award, but to get it from you is amazing. And he looked at me and he said to me, he said, I've seen the show, son. Funny is funny. That's it. Yeah. Funny is funny. And yeah. that's what, you know, and that's basically, that's the only route you can go on. You know, funny is funny. And if it's not funny, then don't do it. Interesting, I asked my listeners um, quite a few times over the years, and it came out... What do you think is the funniest episode televised that um, has been shown 
in your opinion? And I'll tell you what my listeners think. I'd say what the listeners would say, and in my opinion, would be uh, Agnes doing the bikini wax. Cross it off. Thank you very much indeed. Spot on. (laughs) 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 Every single time you mention it, oh, when she pulled it off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, my favourite TV one has to, and my second favourite TV one has to be uh, when she was hiding the phone in her knickers and Buster kept ringing her. Now, what I love about you is because you're so inventive on stage, it transferred to telly. Now, a lot of people would have said, and I'm sure there must have been sceptics going, the ad-libs and the talking to the audience and talking to cameramen will not work. But it worked a dream, Brendan. Well, it's just, again, it's what we do, and we can only do what you do. You know, um, I saw Jerry Seinfeld in an interview, and he said to me, you know, comedians have, have mainly a thing that they do, and they don't. That's what they do. They don't move outside of that. And I remember when I spoke to the BBC about this, I said, you know, look, if we if if we go off script, just let's leave it in. And they kind of went, well, I don't know, you know. Uh, I suggest. I remember the producer said, I suggest that the sitcom uh, format was invented for a reason. And I said, yeah, I know, but let's break it. Let's break it. And he said, well, what if it doesn't work? I said, if it doesn't work, then we just keep doing the theaters and we don't do TV. But if it does work, it works. And uh, in fairness to the BBC, they gave me the freedom literally to do whatever we wanted to do. And uh, and it worked. And, and nobody's happier about that than I am. Now, you told us that story then, and it was really nicely put. But how hard did you have to fight? I have to say, um, you know, the best example I can give you of, of how, how supportive the BBC have been, if you remember three years ago, we did a live episode. Yeah. And when they were preparing with the live, and they asked me to do the live, it was to celebrate 50 years of sitcom. And they, they said, we'd love you, Mrs. Brown, to start it off with a live episode that week. And I said, okay. I said, will there be a delay? And they said, no. Wow. I thought there might be a you know, one-minute delay. Yeah, yeah. No. I said, oh, okay. And I said, so is there any shape you'd like the show to take? No, whatever you write. Well, right up to, nobody asked me not to do something. Nobody asked me to do it a certain way. I literally wrote it and did it exactly the way we did it on TV, and it went live. And that's amazing trust for the BBC to, to, to put in me. And I, I didn't betray it, um, and they didn't betray me. They, they be, they've been 100% behind us. They, honestly, God, please, I know it sounds, that, oh no, it can't be the BBC, but nobody in the BBC said to me, you know, don't do this or don't do that. Not once. I think we wanted to have incidences only because something wasn't illegal. Like we were um, maybe stamping on somebody's toes with a copyright of a, a you know, I'll be quoting from a movie and you go, no, you can't do that because that's not legal. Um, but other than that, no, nothing, nothing from the script and nothing from the content of the show did they ever say to me, don't do that, I don't say that. 29th, 30th of November, 1st of December, the M&S Bank Arena. Mrs. Brown is coming with The Musical, which is really exciting. I'm talking to Brendan, uh, which I'm really pleased about. Uh, The other wonderful thing about you is um, uh, you lost one member of the cast, but the rest of everybody has ever stayed because they love, they work hard, but they love everything you do. Well, again, we all know, uh, and even Rory knew, he was very lucky to have the job that we have. We're very, very lucky to be able to, to drop in and out when we need to drop in and out. And um, it, it, It's a marvellous job to have, to be able to go on stage every night and make people laugh. 
to be able to, you know, move people to laughter without touching them. It's just, it's an absolutely wonderful feeling. And, and I say this to you many, many times when you're on stage in, in the arena in Liverpool and, you know, thousands of people laugh at the same time, you literally can feel the clothes on your, on your vibrating with, with the laughter. Mm. And the hair in the back of your neck stands up. It's just, it's just absolutely incredible. I have the best job in the world and I know it. Do you ever get to the stage where, because you've, I've never seen you die, and I've never seen the show not do well, is there a stage where you come off and you think they weren't quite with us tonight, and yet they were, but because you're super, I mean, you're super over the script anyway, but is there, do you get to that stage ever? Um, no, I, I haven't personally. I, I always come off, knowing, look, whatever way it went, I, I did the best I could tonight. Sometimes I come off and go, oh, I was a bit lackluster because I was tired. But even tired, I still gave it the best I could. I think Sir Lawrence Olivier said it that there are nights when you will be amazing, there's nights when you'll be just okay, and there'll be nights when you didn't get it right. But if you do your job properly, the audience will never know the difference. Has Agnes completely taken over, or are you working on other stuff? No, I'm working on uh, one at the moment called Lebanese Outpost, which is uh, a comedy about the Irish troops, uh, peacekeeping troops in the Lebanon, on the border between the Lebanon and Israel. Wow. In a place called Camp Shamrock, so I'm working on that. And I'm working on a drama for uh, for one of the uh, big cable uh, companies called Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe, and that's a, a drama set in Ireland. So, An oh, actual uh, drama? Have you have you written drama before? Oh, yeah, well, I have. Uh, what I've done is I've doctored scripts before. Oh. I've doctored drama scripts. But um, usually I'd be too busy writing comedy to be to be um, doing a full drama. But I do like doing drama. Well, young man, I'd like to leave you now um, and I'd like to say goodbye to Agnes because I know you've kept her quiet. It's the 29th and the 30th of November, the 1st of December. It's a musical. Agnes, why should people come and see it? Uh, well, they should come and see it, first of all, because it's funny. The, 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 the deal we made with the people of Liverpool is the same deal that we've always made. Come, buy a ticket, Sit in the dark, and for two hours we will make you laugh. But in this one, we will make you so laugh. And um, and while I have you on the line, please, are you busy at the moment? Because when we're doing the Christmas specials, I could do the DJ. Do you know anybody? Pardon? I could do with. A, I'm I'm looking for somebody to play the part of a radio presenter. Do you know anybody who'll be good at that? It, uh, hang on, you just take my breath away. You're you're offering me a little. Uh, yeah, I'm flabbergasted. You're offering me something? Well, listen, I've asked you before when you were always working. I've actually made a cameo on the stage in Liverpool and you've always been working. But you're not working at the moment. So maybe you might do a cameo on this year's Christmas Day special. I'm flabbergasted. Absolutely flabbergasted. Uh, is, that, is that a yes? You, that a yes? <laughs> Let me think about it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, B. Oh my! <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. I'm Absolutely flabbergasted. Brendan, uh, Brendan Carroll, give my love to everybody, especially your missus. I love Jenny, 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 Jenny. <laughs> and she loves you. She's me smiling. You take care. You take care too, Pete. And tell your granny thanks for the chicken. <laughs>